And hello, this is Devin. And Pratt, your soothing narrator. And we're going to be analyzing the Scarlet Ibis. So, Devin, what was your opinion on the book? I really liked this book. At first, it was slow and quite meaningful, and then it became more cheerful, happy, and think you think back to your childhood. And then it became sad and horrifying. So, what would you rate it out of 10? I guess I would give it a 8.6 out of 10. I thought it lacked some character, uh, kind of connection with the characters. And there was really only two main characters, and I wish there were sort of more. Alright, I would somewhat agree with that, but... I didn't really like it all that much, between it just having no subtlety whatsoever in what it was trying to convey, and, again, only two characters got developed who were the main characters. I just would rate it fairly low, a 6.8 out of 10. Hmm. Okay. Sort of on the positive side of the spectrum. And our hook is... Pride goeth before destruction, and the haughty spirit before the fall. Uh, what is that? Uh, that's the proverb from which the abbreviated phrase, Pride goes before the fall, comes from. The more you know. Which is a very apt metaphor for the story. There's much pride, many falling. Yes, many falling. Some of which is literal. Which reminds me of a story that relates to this. When... Uh, I was in, I think, preschool or something. I was, me and a friend were on a very large slide, and I thought I was skilled enough to go up while he went down. I got knocked off and broke my arm. Well, I was very prideful, and then I fell. Hard. On my arm. Once again, life lessons with Cratch, my friends. The more you know. And as per usual, we are going to be doing a 30 second summary of the story. The 30 seconds will include an actual bomb sound at the end to make it very obvious he has failed. Or succeeded. And. Failed. Okay. I will need to defuse the story before the bomb goes off. Please never say that again. Five, four, three, two, one. The Scarlet Abyss is about a kid named Doodle and his brother, who's named Brother. And he, the Doodle is born with some sort of issue that causes his brain to be uh, mentally impaired. And he is physically impaired as well. Uh, his brother doesn't learn to walk. And then when his brother teaches him, he is very proud. And then one day they find this dead bird, and then they run and go out, and then Doodle dies. Okay. I... You sort of got it. I'll give you that much. Okay. All right, Cratch, is your turn to do your 30-second summary. Oh, dear. Are you ready? Let's go with the yes, because we need to get the show on a roll. Well, whether or not, in five, four... Three, two, and one. All right, so 
narrator, who is unnamed, grows up in a small little town that smells of death, has an older brother that is deformed both physically and mentally, uh, is expected to die and wants to smother him with a pillow, but he actually ends up waking up and having consciousness. And over the course of several years, he's teaching him how to do all these physical activities several years after he should be able to do them. One day, he finds a bird that ended up dying in their arms, and Doodle goes and buries it. Tarnation. Ooh, a lot of details, but almost too much. Well, that did not go according to plan. So what's next? Uh, the next thing is we are going to be figuring out what we're going to be prying out of this story. And that would be our theme. The theme that we're choosing is based off of pride. And if we want to squish everything down in one sentence, we would say, pride can lead to horrible consequences and poison what you do with it. Sounds pretty good. Our first quote to support this theme statement is, it was bad enough having an invalid brother, but having one who possibly was not all there was unbearable. So I began to make plans to kill him by smothering him with a pillow. Hurst, 345. So, this relates to our theme because it shows how he was too prideful in himself, the brother that is, and he couldn't bear to have a brother that wasn't, one, good enough, and two, lacking in traits that he thought that a normal brother should have. should have. Yeah, so he felt that he was insubordinate to himself and he just rather would have no brother than have one who's just useless exactly our second quote that supports this is renaming my brother was perhaps the kindest thing we ever did for him because nobody expects much from somebody called doodle first 345 i feel this relates to our theme because it shows how even though our narrator got a brother, even though he had a brother, a shame at having a deformed one like him that didn't talk or walk in the right way. Sort of just his shame at having that poisoned his relationship with his brother, even though his brother was nothing but kindness to him. Yeah, Doodle and, really trusts in his brother. Like, yeah, and having him named something that not expect much, that isn't have expected much out of this, helps show that he's trying to cope with that. Yep. Our third quote. What would that be? To discourage his coming with me, I'd run with him across the ends of the cotton rows and careen him around on two wheels. Sometimes I accidentally turned him over, but he never told Mama. Hurst, 345. Yeah, and once again, his brother treating Doodle horribly. Indeed. And it took me a while to figure why he did this, but... I feel that the reason that he was being mean to him wasn't because he didn't like him, just because he didn't, he wanted to, like, 
sort of toughen up his brother, but the way he did that was really in a mean way. Our final quote is, They did not know that I did it for myself. That pride, whose slave I was, spoke to me louder than all their voices, and that doodle only walked because I was ashamed of having a crippled brother. Hearst 347. I think that this quote doesn't just relate to our theme, it kind of nails it on the head, because it shows how, because even though the narrator was doing a good thing, because he was doing it for selfish motivations, it just took all the joy out of it and left him feeling guilty and sad. Even though it got his brother, who was supposed to never be able to do much more than lift up and sit around, actually walking, which would have been a fairly impressive feat, it was just completely ruined from the, by the fact that he was doing it selfishly. If you remember from last time, we had to do a four-tiered reading with citation. Yeah, we're doing that again. And this time, the quote we chose is a little bit longer, and hopefully this will provide us with many details that we can jump into. So the quote begins at, He had failed and we both knew it, so we started back home, racing the storm. We never spoke. What are the words that can soldier crash pride? But I knew he was watching me, watching for a sign of mercy. And then it continues on, and a little bit later on. I heard Doodle, who had fallen behind, cry out, Brother, brother, don't leave me, don't leave me. The knowledge that Doodle's and my plans had come to naught was bitter, and that streak of cruelty within me awakened. Our first tier for this four-tiered reading citation is, What is literally going on here, Devin? Please be detailed. I will be. You won't. I will try. So basically what's happening here in some context to what's happening beforehand is Doodle and his brother are coming back from Old Woman's Swamp and they're getting trailed by a storm. And while uh, Doodle is very tired and a little frightened of the storm, he trips and falls and while his brother helps him up in the process, he loses a little bit of his pride for his brother. And then eventually as they're running back, a lightning strikes a tree and causes uh, Doodle to fall behind. And while uh, his brother is also frightened in the process, he leaves his brother behind and eventually causes his brother to die. So that was the literal meaning of the quote, but Cratch, what is the figurative meaning of the quote and how are you going to read into the sentence? Well, we can see that, as the hook we use mentioned, that, that their pride and their abilities led to their fall, quite literally, as Doodle fell over. We could also see, see that the narrator leaving could also be the sign of him breaking off his and Doodle's trust in each other. Moving on from that luscious tier two, our third tier is reflect personally on the sentence. What does it mean to you? How can you see the concept in the sentence playing out in your life? What does it remind you of? Okay, personally, this sentence reminds me of how when people, they start something, but they never really go through with it. Sort of like how people start an essay. Right, Tommy? Or do it in the plural. Okay, then. I have some work to do. Okay, then. What I mean for this story is when the narrator loses faith in his brother, and he loses his pride. And when the, and when uh, Doodle trips, the narrator 
loses a bit of pride, as it says. And this kind of reminds me of if I ever do something and then something happens and it discourages me from doing it. And I lose that little, like, pride in myself that I can accomplish a goal. What about you, Tommy? Uh, this quote, I sort of focus, it actually is sort of like a traditional sibling rivalry, except on a whole other scale. Because we can see kind of like how, say, your sister robs from the cookie jar and blames it on you. We can see that even though part of it was her, most of it was her fault, she's putting all the blame on you. Hmm. Except now it's death. Yeah. It also shows a shocking amount of betrayal of Doodle, of Doodle's trust. And just shows how siblings sell each other out for the most ridiculous things. Yes. And for what we mentioned, and for our fourth tier, conveniently, what does a sentence call you to do in your life? The sentence calls for me to really fully complete everything that I do. And if you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. And not let Doodle die in the brother's case. For me, this quote calls me to hold fast to my principles and not be a sellout like the narrator. We see throughout the book that he, the narrator at least recognizes if not upholds moral principles because we can see that he at least recognizes that he shows pride and is mad at himself for it, but when the going got tough, he just left his brothers for dead instead of even trying to save him. Not something a big brother should do, for sure. And lastly, as we did before, Cratch, who did you do your blessing for? I did my blessing for the narrator, or the big brother, because uh, to give them the strength to learn how to deal with and moderate their pride and rein in their negative side, like some political leaders, I would need an extra hand to list off. And how's about your blessing, Devin? Who was it for? My blessing was for Doodle. And my reasoning behind this is because I think Doodle has the little innocence and the childhood innocence that a lot of people don't have in their life and they take things too seriously. And not only that, but he also has the amount of trust that I wish people in this world would have with each other as well. And if you do something wrong, like it, it doesn't allow many people to uh, fully believe in you, and Doodle really believes in things. Stay gold, pony boy. Yep, and that is sadly the end of this. Uh, Cratch, what did you think? Uh, see you next month and a half, viewers. And maybe sooner. Da 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 da